live. We're live. It's happening. Always. Never stops. A day late and a dollar short. Is it a dollar short? Well, I don't know. It certainly is at the Frito-Lay. Ooh. That quickly into it? Wow. But I don't want to jump in just yet. <laughs> it's kind of like when you get to the pool, you know the water's a little bit cold, and but you still want to get in. Yeah, it's very wet. Have you ever heard that argument, uh, is water wet? Because water gets things wet, but is water itself wet? Because water can't make itself wet? I mean, it depends on how turned on the water is, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't good. We should have stuck right with the Frito-Lay <laughs> facilities. <laughs> yeah, not good considering we'll be talking about some uh, yeah. some things going on in New York later today. Well, we, I mean, we had to catch up on a lot of... Out of like news that you know we've we've had a couple of really fun and, and engaging podcasts and we really had to catch up on the news which is you know what some people really just come to us for and yeah and, you know as it's a relatively reliable news source and what's going on in the world that they don't have time to. i think we're pretty reliable because i think the things that we yeah. uh don't know all the facts on we state that up front so we know that people are you know and especially in things that are uh, still evolving and still happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we would love to make this like an everyday podcast. We would love to put out five, six episodes a week. Yeah, like the New York New York Times Daily, where they just yeah. cover one or two things. Yeah. every podcast. But and we could do that with a few likes, a few shares. Give us a five star rating on iTunes or Spotify. I mean, if you did that, because that uh, helps the old algorithms out. Yeah. Give us a six star. Fucking invent the the, the sixth star there. If you think we're worthy of it, I mean, don't give us a six star or a five star. Oh, no, I would rather them lie and give us the. All right, cool. You heard it here first. The Democrat on the show enjoys lying. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're doing the Cuomo one next episode. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of, like Brian said, we got a lot of things to catch up on. A little bit of a rapid fire session here, but it's like a semi automatic rapid fire. You know what I mean? It's not a fully auto. Okay. It's going to take some conversating. It's going to take some breaking down. Okay. We're going to have thoughts, emotions. We'll share. Yeah, and I think this, you know, the topics for this particular episode which are um we're going to talk Frito Lay. Yeah, we're going to talk about Frito Lay. We're going to talk a little bit about uh good old DJT. Well, well, we'll get to him at the end. Yeah. And then we have in between is uh, Donzinger versus Chevron, which I think is so interesting because I think very few people know about it. I had no real knowledge of it. Yeah. Uh, up until you told me, and then I started doing some digging, and it's, it's very, very convoluted. Oh, it's messed up. Yeah. It's messed up. Well, you know, a lot of things are. Yeah. But let's dive into it. Let's open up this bag of chips. <laughs> Nailed it. So, so Frito Lay, the workers were going on strike. And yeah. Essentially, the headline reads is. They were going on strike to end what's called suicide shifts. Yeah, which is basically a 12-hour shift. Mm-hmm. They go home for eight hours, and they're back at like 3 o'clock in the morning for mm-hmm. another shift, mm-hmm. which is... They were working essentially, I think it, the breakdown was about 84 hours a week. Right. Now, if you think about uh, time, uh, there's 168 hours in a week. So they were literally working half the week every week. And that, you know, I mean... It, it it doesn't even sound like much, but like if you think about it, like 
you know what I mean? You're really you're going home to sleep. Yeah, there is no you, you t- there's no time six for to seven else. hours, and you know that rings up. You know, seven days a week. We'll say seven hours if you're lucky. Forty nine hours. I mean, you you have like thirty hours of free time. That's it. Yeah, for your entire life. That's not just like oh man, I had this one week. Because I remember when I used to work a lot. I was like a bartender and a special education aide, and I was hitting about ninety hours a. No, I was hitting about 80 hours a week. Yeah. But I didn't do that for like years. Like that's that's just not sustainable. It's like two or three weeks where I had to do both and then I like cut down hours on one of them and you know, yeah. kind of sustained myself. Yeah, before we had been, I was working, I was still working at the coffee roastery mm-hmm. and I was doing, um, I was getting there at about seven o'clock in the morning, leaving there about four and then... Um, Gosh, for probably like the last four months before he was born, I was bartending Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and I was working at a cafe Saturday morning, Sunday morning. And, and you know, the other thing is, is, you know, I just said I was a bartender and a special education aide, so I was in a classroom environment or, yeah. or a well-air-conditioned bar. Like, these people were working in manufa- a manufacturing plant that – you know, easily tipped the thermometer to a hundred degrees. Yeah. There's a really good quote. And I don't know, you know, a lot of the people that were interviewed for, from the Frito-Lay's plant remained anonymous because they didn't want to have, they didn't want any backlash basically or retaliation from the company. Um, and I'll share a couple of stories later too, uh, that are just kind of heartbreaking, but, um, there's a really good quote that said that most of the most of the people that were protesting didn't mind the 90 degree heat for the 20 days that they were protesting because it was better than what was on the factory floor, which that kind of speaks volumes. So and now there are two sides to every story. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I just that's that's a really heartbreaking thing, isn't it? When you'd rather stand outside picketing in 90 degree heat and humidity because it's still better than being on the floor. I think in America we've been brainwashed to believe that, number one, if you work hard, you can go anywhere. That's true in some cases, but not all. And the other thing is, is like there's a certain level of, it's almost like a badge of honor to like brag about how much you work. And it's like we live to work here in America versus everywhere else in the world where they just work to live. Like, yeah, it's, it's not about, you know, getting, you know, so high up the corporate ladder or, you know, showing how hard you work at, you know, the construction field or whatever. It's, it's like in other countries, it's like, yeah, I work. And then, you know, I get to take vacations with my family. Like that's the only reason I work. I, I want to have experiences, but we work so hard and put in so many hours that we don't get to reap you know, reap what we sow. Like it, it's just, oh no, I got to keep working. And if I do take t- time off, it's like now I got to work twice as hard to catch up from where I was. Well, and not every, not in, to that same effect, not, not everybody gets paid time off in the U S which is, which is absolutely disgusting. I would love to get it as a bartender. All of my patrons can just mail me my tips. <laughs> Well, here's here's the thing, if you think about it, and this is like one of the things that people are not realizing about this work shortage, or sorry, labor shortage, is like people are realizing these things. Yeah. 
everywhere and everyone's like oh no they're just not working because they're getting unemployment and there's extra benefits so they're able to make ends meet and it's like yeah for the time being but like people are leaving jobs that don't take care of them forever unless those jobs adapt yeah even walmart you know like we talked about in the, in the previous podcast where it's like walmart's gonna try to pay for your college yeah to keep you there yeah to say like hey we we value our employees now I still am like very hesitant about we have to that. See, but, well, we have to see how that plays out too. But I mean, it's at least a step in the right direction. Right. Or an attempted step in the right direction, right? Yeah. And, and for some reason, I, I think it's just so ingrained in who we are as a society that like capitalism is like what flows through our, 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 our veins. And it's like, we need to do this. And it's finally starting to come to a head. That's why people aren't going back to certain jobs. That's why, you know, people aren't taking this shit from, from a massive corporation where they're like, why am I working 84 hours a week for, yeah. for not, it's not like they're making $250,000 a year where they're like, I do this for five years, set myself up really well, you know, buy a few properties and then, you know, kind of build my own little business. Yeah. No, then that's, I warn this is like they're barely making ends meet yeah. by doing this. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say, well, I have a lot of stuff to say about the labor shortage. Brian, sure. Brian and I witnessed that firsthand this past weekend <laughs> <laughs> when we had to, I had to have him and his wife and his mother-in-law all come to the, to help out at the restaurant because we're so short staffed. It was an honor. It's a very stressful to day ride into battle with you. Oh gosh, I have what, not been that stressed out at work in a long time. I hate to micromanage, and it was like me micromanaging a bunch of children all day. Well, and the reason—not you—I mean, no, like literally no, the children. But that's why you you were even more focused on that is because you wanted my wife and I and, and her mother to have a good working experience there. So you had to go like above and beyond on the on the micromanaging aspect of it which you know i i didn't feel like you needed to like no it is what it is but i mean it was it was it, it was, was more stuff behind the scenes but yeah it was fun it was fun uh yeah, it was it's fun. certain parts and then you know my legs really hurt i yeah, hadn't, I hadn't done that kind of work and i and i am i'm thankful that i did yeah i was uh I was tired enough to not want to clean up the bar at the end of the night, and I actually, well, I did, but. You did? Yeah. You son of a gun. Yeah, that's why I texted, or I was texting you so late. Oh. I stayed. What the hell? I didn't do all of it. That was literally my job, but they were just like, just don't worry about it. We'll figure it out next week, and I was like, okay. I'll yeah, no, I, I mean, I uh, I definitely stayed. I didn't do all of it. I can't, I went back in on Monday. And and finished it up, but that's neither here nor there. I digress. But anyways, um, back to Frito Lays. It's yeah. you know there's two sides to every story, and so I mean, because if you look at the reports of what Frito Lays is saying, of course they're denying all of it, and they're coming out with their statistics, and they're saying that of the 800, I think it's like 800, it's 815 or 817 employees that they had. Um, and of those employees, only 19 people were reported to have been working 80 plus hour work weeks. And of those 18, I believe it was something like 16 of them did it voluntarily. (laughs) That's, that's, those are their statistics. You know what I mean? 
I haven't seen anybody kind of come back at them saying, well, no, that's not true. Here's the data that I have. I would be interested to see that. You know what I mean? And I just... I don't want to get sued by Frito-Lay, so I feel like I'd at least throw that in there. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're only, I mean, we're doing the same thing that the New York Times or NPR or any other source we use. We're just going off of what they've heard yeah, from, that's from what, the one side. Right. So well, that's what they're saying right now. Well, unfortunately, this was settled on Saturday. The, yeah. the you know, there was a contract resolution um, that was signed by both parties, both the union and the um, the company, which is, you know, good. But yeah. at the same time, it's just a microcosm of what's going on in America. Well, but, and if you look at that contract too, it's not like it's, I mean, it's, I mean, I get it's, it's, it's a bonus. You know what I mean? It's, it's a perk. Like they're capping overtime at 60 hours a week. Mm-hmm. They're, um, giving everybody across the board a 4% raise. Cause that was another big thing that they pressed for is they had, they had not been receiving raises every year. And if they were, they were very minimal. Well, and, and here and here's another thing to, to keep in mind, to bear in mind is this wasn't a company that was struggling. No, like, they you were. can understand like, in the, uh, you know, the last two years specifically. Yeah, there are companies that struggled a great deal. So like, yeah, you might not have gotten a raise. Yeah, no it, shit. Like it, it makes sense to not right. give you a raise if that's going to bankrupt the company. Yeah. In the first quarter this year, their profits went up 25. I think it was 20 or 25 percent to like 19, I read 20. Yeah. 19 Point two billion, I think, yeah. is what they were at. Yeah, they're not hurting. No, and you got to keep in mind, Frito Frito is a subsidiary of Pepsi, PepsiCo. So Pepsi even made more than that. Like, is yeah, know, that's this, just an that's arm. just that's just Frito Lay's. So it, it's it's a it's a really tragic thing that is happening. But I think it's a it. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. Like we are at the turn of a revolution. Like the Industrial Revolution happened in the early 1900s. We're sitting here in, in the 2020s where, you know, we just went through a pandemic. We're just figuring, like, you know, we're still trying to figure that shit out. But we're in this position where people are recognizing that there is more to life. And I think a lot of it has to do with the millennial and younger generation. Yeah. Is like, they're the one. <laughs> Our generation is the one that is like saying, nah, I don't need to own a home. I'm going to rent. I'm going to, I'm going to build a little camper van and go see the country. I want a remote job and I'm going to go see the country. I'm going to live my life. Yeah. And we're starting to realize that we don't have to just be a cog in the machine. We're part of the environment. We are part of nature. We are part of the world, not just part of the, 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 the machine of the American economy. We don't have to be that. We can live our life because at the end of the day, no matter what you believe, whether there's a reincarnation or a, an afterlife or whatever, what we do know is that our, our earthly life ends. Yeah. And so you need to make the most of it. And you don't know exactly when that, that time glass pours out, that hourglass pours out. There's a really good quote that says, every man lives two lives. The first one ends when he realizes that um oh god it's the, the first one ends when he realizes that he doesn't live forever or something like that mm. um i'll look it up i should i didn't really plan on saying it, otherwise i would have had it <laughs> jotted down in front of me but that that kind of goes to what you were saying that like because you were saying that we're fed this idea that 
we can, as long as we work hard in this country, we can attain anything. And that is, I, I really truly believe that that's still true to an extent. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody can find a niche or like a little, like, you know what I mean? Like their piece of the pie, but you really got to struggle for it. And in some cases you have to have the means, you know what I mean? Like for instance, if you and I were both single and had no mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. we could dedicate every extra hour of the day to this podcast yes. and we could be putting out tons of episodes. Yes. I would love to do that, but I'm very happy with the situation that I'm yes. in. You know what I mean? I love my wife. I love my kids. Super excited about having baby number three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so th- that's all well and good. You know what I mean? But now it's just like I have to work harder for it. I have to do it in less hours. Um, and so it'll take longer. But I still think that working hard towards it, I still I still see this podcast you know, climbing up in the ranks on, yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. Shout out Spotify if you guys want to throw. You know. <laughs> well, you know, I think there's two things there. I don't think if you work hard enough, you can obtain anything. I don't think you can even attain some wealth at this point in this country. But what you can achieve is happiness. But it's not working. You have to work towards happiness. Yeah. Not work towards something that you think will make you happy. It's like, you have to understand what happiness is. And it, and it is different for everyone. You need Some to go back to educating. Well, I mean, cause if people, <laughs> I, I feel like that's, that's one of those things. Gary V always has a bunch of those, those yeah. little tidbits out there on the TikToks, Yeah. And the YouTubers. Yeah. Um, and they're always really good. YouTubers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever it's called. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, um, he, yeah, he says a lot of stuff about the, about how the education system is failing us, and I yeah. think that that's one big aspect yeah. of it. Is like they don't teach real; they teach yeah. like numbers and yeah. letters yeah. and shapes and colors, but they don't really teach you like. Well, they don't teach you how to branch out on your own, how to be happy. They don't teach you about the experience. Yeah, they don't teach you. So the human experience is different than, you know, if I talk about the judicial branch, it's Article Three, blah 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 blah. Yeah, and here are some important cases. But when I talked about Supreme Court cases, it wasn't just Pussy versus Ferguson and, you know, separate but equal, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, Linda, you know, Brown versus Board of Education. Right. Separate but equal is inherently unequal. Therefore, we had to integrate schools. But it's not like what what we fail to realize. And I think it is a failure of the American education system. It's the failure of American culture. Yeah. Is we fail to realize the human component of so many things. So even as we speak about this Frito-Lay thing, we're not thinking of, um, you know, um, Sam, who's working 84 hours and literally has two kids and his wife, and he's just doing everything he can to support his family. And he's losing out on what it's like to raise a family because he's just too busy supporting it. Yeah, I truly believe that's why the the coffee roaster I was working for went out of business. Was because I was putting in so many hours there, yeah. That I would have gotten no time with my kids, and now I get a ton of time. My, you know, I would still like more, yeah. But like now, it's like I get to. I, I've literally watched both of them grow from the time they came out of the hoo ha. <laughs> There's a certain level of, you know, if you're supporting your family, yeah, right. You're you're fighting tooth and nail to support your family. But you can't if you're if you're not making time for that family, right? What good is what's it for? the point? Yeah, you know, other than like, yes, you have to keep your kids fed, you have to keep yeah, them clothed no, and bathed and sheltered. But at a certain point, like, if I'm if I'm just working so hard just to get like two weeks of vacation, 
Right. What's the point? And I'm guilty of this. I do not take enough time. I'm salaried. I have a certain amount. Like I can take yeah. time, and I still don't because don't I'm committed to, to to try building up. Yeah. Because I need, in my own mind, certain financial goals that I'm trying to hit. And and I was thinking about this, and I, and I'm glad you even brought up education. And I know we're digressing, but it's fine. I was thinking the other day. I know the owner of the podcast. He'll let it go. <laughs> They'll let it go, I should say. Uh, I was thinking the other day um, and reflecting on my teaching experience. And Mm -hmm. for just a moment, I was really frustrated about how I felt. I feel sometimes I wasted seven years of my life because it didn't directly build to where I am to to like now. And I kid you not, about an hour later, Mm -hmm. I got a Facebook message. Um, I don't know if she's a listener, but Hannah uh, messaged me, uh, mm-hmm. a former student. She's she's in med school now. And she's like, she took a picture of her notes that she was taking for med school. Yeah. And she's like, I find it so funny that I still take notes the way you taught me in an American government class, but I use it now for my med school notes. Dope. It was really cool. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I had an impact. Yeah. And then I was still kind of frustrated. And then I was like, you know, in my current role, I do a lot of teaching. I'm, I'm a people manager, so it's like I do a lot of teaching. I do a lot of coaching. I do performance management. Like all of that stuff lends itself from teaching. Like all of those skills that I do well now is because I was a teacher. Exactly. But I do think, and in, in this is, you know, not to, to fault my former colleagues or, you know, a lot of my friends who are still teachers is like the American education system is failing. And it's just another one of those things. And we've talked about in the past, like healthcare, education, prison systems, yeah, the military industrial complex, all of these things are failures in this country that we just continue to put band-aids on. Yeah. And it's like people are afraid of the change. Yeah. That needs to happen in this country. So we just perpetuate what's been going on. But I think the millennial and younger groups are going to be that change where it's like they're the like I said they're the ones building camper vans and saying fuck it I'll do a remote job for less money not own a home but travel the country meanwhile these huge banks are buying up every house they can to jack up rent and control the housing market yeah you know and people are just saying I'm not doing this shit anymore I I, I need to live my life yeah and I think there's there's some beauty into it in that but before we reach that, that it's, you know, that beauty, there's, it's always darkest before the dawn to quote Batman, like you were yeah. earlier. Um, it's always darkest before the dawn. We're, we're seeing some real darkness right now. Yeah. We had the, the global pandemic. We've, we've seen a level of, you know, community and rally, but then also selfishness. Uh, we've seen, you know, um, the wealthiest Americans like double their wealth. Meanwhile, people were, are about to start losing their homes. I think that they're extending the moratorium. I they haven't yet, but they're so they're supposedly on recess. <clears throat> I yeah. Well, I I was actually when we were Brian and I've been planning the topics for this show for a little while now, and I I almost changed it up completely because I was ta- I wanted to talk about how pissed off I am at Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and all of Congress um, because they all just pass the buck and you know they try to b- bring the cdc into it they're trying to blame the cdc or have them figure stuff out yeah 
Uh, I'm just very disappointed with all that stuff, but I don't want to delve into that right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do, but we should Not shouldn't. right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back to the Frito-Lays thing, and yeah. this ties in perfectly to what you were saying earlier about, like, you know what I mean? We're just, we are a working peoples. You know we're what I mean? We're just a like, cog in the machine. Well, right, but, like, I, I like to work a lot of hours. For me, it's not necessarily just because I want to be at work and because I want to make money. It's because I'm in a position where if I'm not working, I wouldn't make money. You know what I mean? Right. Because I'm, I'm a tip based employee. Right. Um, and so I was thinking about that and it, it reminded me of this. Uh, and not to interrupt. No, please. But I am. I don't care. After, you know, I've worked for your employer. If there was ever a restaurant I would I would want to work for it and see succeed. It's that, that person. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, when I, when I get disgruntled about the restaurant industry for not paying employees enough or whatever, I don't think there's ever, I've ever seen an owner try to do more for their, their employees. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's that this, that's one of the reasons why I'm so willing to put in the extra time and the yeah. extra hours yeah. and that get the extra headaches for it is because of my, my boss. Right. Sorry. Continue. That's okay. But, um, it reminded me of a Frito-Lay story because mm-hmm. this, this is one that really, I, this really grinds my gears. Um, how to quote, their bags are half air. Yeah. That's fucked up. If you're going to have people <laughs> working 80 hours, put some more chips in the bag. <laughs> make $19.2 <laughs> billion. No. So there's, there's an employee from Frito-Lay's who um, I was listening to an interview with, and it's just heartbreaking. So military veteran, um, did a couple of tours, um, comes back, gets a job at Frito-Lays, works his way up, becomes a floor manager, which is a fairly high position as far as the warehouse goes. Um, And he was working one day, and he went to hit a button to open a door and got electrocuted. So he's got a wife, he's got... I'm not, it's a kid or multiple kids. Um, and he's working all these hours, working all these extra shifts, gets electrocuted. And then basically ends up having to go on short term, then long term disability. The entire time, PepsiCo is not there for him. Their basic response to him is, and I wish I could play the interview, but it's long. Um, but you guys should look it up. I'll find his name before the end of this, this podcast. Um, or we'll put it up on our Facebook so you guys can see this story. Um, it's kind of one of those like self punishment stories where like yeah. you watch the, like the super sad like TikTok click and you're like, yeah. gosh damn it, why'd I do that? Yeah. Um, but anyways, gets electrocuted, short term disability, long term disability. I mean, but when he's on long term disability, PepsiCo drops his insurance, so he's got no insurance. But he has to go to the doctor to get constant checkups to prove that he still should be on disability. So he has to start paying out of pocket. He's borrowing money. He's like you know racking up his credit cards and then like the part that oh man almost makes me want to cry is he had to like go into his kids piggy banks for this money just freaking heartbreaking and Frito-Lays is doing nothing for him now they have their own side of the story like everybody else but they basically and they deny this but they were having him and his family watched because like they wanted to be able to use it because he basically uh, well not basically he ultimately took them to court yeah. You know, and now he's, he's battling it out for this lawsuit. He has a GoFundMe out there right now, um, him and his family. Yeah. You know, like every everything about this guy just reads, good dude. He's a yeah. good dude, yeah. fought for this country, just trying to make it, you know what I mean, worked his way up the ranks, um, and now they're just totally screwing him. Well, and, and you know, that's that's something 
there's multiple prongs to that to that trident, right? Where we have obviously this corporate oversight that is, you know, um, harmful and borderline harassment, but also like that's a failure of the medical industry or the the healthcare system that someone yeah. can basically go bankrupt. You, Just you, trying to prove that no, there should be no a one, freaking no disability. one else in the nowhere else in the world, at least in a developed nation. Yeah. Right. Would you ever go medically bankrupt? Right. Ever. There, it just doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. And on this week's episode of how fucked up is fucked up. That's <laughs> yeah, fucked that up. Um, actually, and I, I forgot to mention part of that story too. He had back issues because after the electrocution issue, he went back to work because he had to, which is why all these workers stopped their, uh, their, their um, strike. You know what I mean? Most of those people were ready to continue to strike and get more out of it, but they couldn't because they lost their health insurance and they were running out of money. So, so like that's a big a big piece of this whole thing too that makes it even more messed up. But when he went back to work, they were down employees, and so they were having him fill in and do stuff on the floor. And he herniated discs in his neck to the point where like he needs surgery. Yep, got to have him fused. Got to have him well or something. I don't know what they do. They, he, he explains it in this interview, but it's yeah, it's really it's very uh, heartbreaking to say the least. It's just that you're a huge company. You know what I mean? But You but, surged up to 19, two, 19, 19 point whatever billion dollars, yeah. and, you know what I mean, as far as profits go or whatever. And you can't just fucking help out a little guy. And this is the problem with capitalism right now because in my mind, I'm still a firm believer that capitalism can work mm -hmm. if you eliminate greed because you got all these. Because <laughs> yeah. well, here's the thing, dude, really, yeah. capitalism, capitalism sets it up. People need this. You fulfill that need. They pay you money for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Works great. You know what I mean? You, as long as you're, you know, eliminating monopolies, which we really still haven't freaking done as a country right. because we just let big companies buy up more and more companies yeah. until they own half the freaking companies and all the supply chain. But that's neither here nor there. So th it just shows and then they're you. They're shooting like, penis rockets into space. Gosh damn, penis rockets are going up there. <laughs> I, I went through that whole penis line without swearing because I've, I've got to tone it down a little bit. I can feel myself letting cutting loose a little bit here and I don't want to disappoint my beautiful wife. Um, but uh, no, this is, this is a perfect example of that. You know what I mean? And we're going to, oh, we're going to delve into another example of this later and I'm getting all fired up over here. I told Already. Brian, Already. I was ready. I was ready to make Brian podcast with me on Saturday night. I was all fired up when I was researching this stuff. <laughs> Um, good thing we didn't because I would have been even more uh, irate. But, you know, you have this opportunity for this company to make it right. To yeah. say, you know what, okay, cool. Like, listen, dude, you're hurting. We got your back. You're doing this work for us. We're going to do this work for you. You know, can you imagine how many more people would go back to work? How many more people would be like, you know what, I'm coming off of unemployment. These guys got me. Look what they did for him. Or, like, these people strike and they're like, oh, well, SHIT, man. You know, us up here at the top, we were so disconnected, we didn't realize. Let's work this out. Like, that's how it should have been. Yeah. And this, it, it makes capitalism look so bad and so evil. And it's not capitalism that's evil. It's people that are evil. You've got all these people at the top that just want more and more and more and more. Well, right. And I'm going to freaking buy a green spandex suit and a little cap with a red feather, and I'm going to Robin Hood the shit out of you. Oh, it sounded a little bit more like Peter Pan. Maybe I was confused. What did Robin Hood wear? 
He wore green. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. but I, I think I'm. I, you're right with the the feather in the cap. I think that might <laughs> yeah. have been Peter Pan. <laughs> but what I will say, is, fucking I think, a, I'll fly I, while I I'm think, doing it. I think they're you're you're hitting the nail on the head. But the problem is, is you can't you can't really root out greed out of capitalism. No, I know. And and I what know. you need to do then is legislate it out of capitalism. However. Our government, our government has turned. Sucks. Our, no, our government has become a money machine as well. No, you're absolutely right. It is a capitalist environment in government. Then that's where and you there, need to get the that's where the it, big yeah. problem is. Is like you don't have people fighting for the little man in Congress very often. You do, but even when they do, Bernie ass baby, Bernie, Bernie's the AOCs, they're ostracized and like, oh, you're a socialist. It's like no. There's a level of democracy that is not happening in our country. Yeah. As we speak, we're seeing these Frito-Lay instances. We're seeing, you know, uh, state state governments legislate where it's harder to vote and it's more difficult for certain people to vote. Like our democracy is fragile and it is coming to a point where it needs to be changed. And I'm hoping that the millennial generation and younger and maybe even some Gen X, but like I'm hoping that this it becomes Gen the Z? agency of change. No, Gen X the, you, the you one meant above, the above us. Above okay. us. Right. Um in age. Just clarifying. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping there's some Gen Xers that are starting, but I really think it's it's starting with the millennial generation and it's really strong right. in the generation younger than us. Where there is some deep rooted change. And I think, you know, the way millennials are raising their kids is just different. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not going to be the same. And I'm hoping that long term it changes yeah. long after you and I are gone. Like I, I, I am hopeful that, for the yeah. American, the American democratic experiment. I'm right. hopeful for yeah. it, but as it stands, there's still, it's still very dark before the dawn. Yeah, well, Brian and I will be like 150 years old, and we'll be podcasting from Tatooine. So, so real quick before <laughs> yeah. we go from one legislate uh, one litig- litigation to another. Yeah, um, I do want to take a, a a quick pause, not on the podcast, but just from our topics. Good clarification. So don't, 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 there, I, I saw you. I saw your trigger finger. Um, moratorium just got extended. Nice. Yeah. Breaking Biden, news. You heard it here first. The Biden, administ- the Biden administration issues a new eviction moratorium as the virus surges. It's for the next 60 days. We got two more months, baby. Um, and it also makes sense because you can go back and say, well, the virus is surging again. We need to extend this moratorium. Not yeah. because like, oh, well, people didn't prepare or whatever. You can't like you can literally say, well, we're getting I mean, um, Florida had more cases last week than it had at any point in the pandemic fun fact though they just uh there was just a huge surge in people getting uh vaccinated yeah we had our our most we had our most vaccinated day i think it was over five hundred thousand people got a dose it was just a couple of days ago here oh it's like a million a a day or maybe it was or maybe it was five hundred thousand more yeah and like or something so there's also um huge fluxes in areas that were really uh, low vaccination yeah. rates. So you saw like Arkansas, Missouri just spike with vaccinations. Yeah. There's some really good interviews on the that Delta. Too. I mean, what, and this goes back to what we talked about American culture. We just, we're such a big com- country. Um, there's so many people. It, it's very hard to, to humanize things. 
Right. And what we're seeing more and more of is instead of the news, like the talking heads breaking down these huge numbers and trying to scare people that way, it's like, hey, let's interview people yeah. who are in the hospital right now with the Delta variant right. who, you know, now regret. You're you're hearing stories of like, yeah, I regret not getting the vaccination or whatever. And it's it's illuminating it for people that have that hesitancy and they're like, you know what? I'm 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 just not going to be hesitant. I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. Um or or people, you know, that were very against it, you know, maybe it's hitting closer home. I think it was a couple of weeks ago we talked about this and it was like I thought at this point in the pandemic, the the hospitalizations and deaths just from a number standpoint, it's going right. to start hitting people closer to home. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's, it's not your friends, cousins, twice you know, sister aunt. It's yeah, it's your aunt, it's your uncle, it's yourself that is getting hospitalized. We're seeing more young people. So I think there there's a a, a new energy. Um I know people are gonna fight tooth and nail against a new mask mandate that's probably coming up. Um, they've already done it in King County. They're not mandating it, but they, it's back up to like highly recommended. You see a lot of businesses in the area starting to do yeah, it. Yeah, and, and as someone that's fully vaccinated, like I have no problem putting the mask back on. Like if it's gonna help fuck it there's a lot and there's a lot of and i don't mean to start talking too much about the vaccine again uh that's not what this episode's about but yeah i see a lot of people kind of pushing that as like well if you make people wear masks again people are not going to get vaccinated because they're like well what's the difference well i just i just i I mean i don't know maybe that's going to be the case but i don't really think so i saw i saw this thing that really resonated well with me and and my mom and i were talking because um she works in the healthcare industry not how like a dental uh, office and you know she had people coming in and they've been very very good about it like they invested all their money into creating operations that were more protective against viruses etc yeah. etc and they wear masks in there and they have to and then right. you know yeah. some of the patients come in and they get really pissy about having to wear a mask and whatever and she's like you know some people are like oh i'll wear a mask but i won't get vaccinated you know some people will get vaccinated and say well i'm vaccinated i don't need to wear a mask And the way I look at it is this. At no point do you get into a car and say seatbelt or the airbag. You use both. Mm. So if it can protect you, you take every measure, every precaution. I mean, you're not going to use the airbag if you're not crashing. Right. But you're, well, you're not going to use the seatbelt if you're not crashing, right? No, I always use the seatbelt. No, no, no. But I'm saying it doesn't come into use. It's just. Well, for me, it's just constricting for you, you know, in, in your new diet life. Like, it doesn't phase yeah. you at all. But for me, it's a little constricting. But I do it because if I'm in a crash, I need both the seatbelt and the airbag to function properly. So I Certainly, want the vaccination yeah. and the mask to function properly. So, yeah, I don't. How do we. How long? Well, we got. Oh, the moratorium. And yeah, 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 yeah. So, because you wanted to take a break from that. Yeah. But uh, if may I may I start it up here, sir? Yeah. Let's get back to the litigation. Let's talk. Let's talk about some more freaking corporate malfeasance right now. Yeah. Let's get just jump right back into this corporate fuckery. We're back in the saddle again. Back in. The, was that ACDC? Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Gosh darn it! You had the A. You're absolutely right. You're an A plus in my book. You're an A plus plus. <laughs> Nailed it. Anyways, let's talk about Steven Donzinger. Yeah. I did not know about this. How did you find out about it? Because I just don't stop grinding, son. But this isn't like common news. Like, I'm all over New York Times and you NPR. Know what? 
I've been I I I've really But this I, is covered by like those companies too, but it's like the I'll tell you why it's not out there in the the, the media later, but we're we'll we'll save my conspiracy theory oh boy. craziness oh for boy. later. It's not really conspiracy theory. I think it's actually probably mostly true. Um I have been really honing my skills because I love to go down the rabbit hole. Um, but I think I, I've really kind of taught myself to narrow the rabbit hole a little bit and only try to spend my time listening or reading things that are um, actual newsworthiness. There, were, did you see that whole thing about? Because I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna digress here for just a quick second, but this is really crazy too. Did you see the thing, that thing about the big bishop? I think he's out of like uh, New York or something like that. Maybe it's no. LA, but they're reporting it was the the the, the pillar that reported on this, which is a big Christian news outlet. Uh-huh. And he's basically been shamed and shunned because he was using Grindr, which is a... It's a gay a, Tinder. A gay, a gay dating app, right? Is yeah. that what it's considered? Yeah, it's a gay I didn't Tinder. know if it was just dudes or chicks or I don't know. Um, I, I believe at least at its inception was mainly just men seeking men. Okay. All right. Well, regardless, anyways, we can talk about the this... I'll do. I'll download it right now and, and find out how well I do. I mean, uh, what it's all about. Um, and we could again, we could spend a whole other podcast on this too, just about how much they're watching us now and how people are selling your data and not yeah. just selling your data, but selling yeah. like ways of tracking you. But they basically found out he was using it based on geolocation stuff and like where they tracked him to, and then they tracked him to like the priest, you know, the priest houses and all that stuff, but. They outed him on the pillar, which I just think this goes back to what I was saying of like trying to like see what's newsworthy and what's not. Just because something is attention grabbing doesn't necessarily mean that it should be reported on. And he wasn't hurting anybody. He was just like, he's gay. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, well, but they outed him just to get in attention. The, in, in the Catholic Church, you, you're not supposed uh, to have any relation gay or, or homosexual or heterosexual. Yeah. Your well, relationship is with God. Anyways, I was down the rabbit hole when I found about this this uh, Donzinger thing, and that brought you to Chevron and Donzinger. <laughs> it might have been the same day. Yeah. Your time on Grinder yeah. brought you to Donzinger. Yeah, I saw Chevron. this gay priest on on, on Grinder, and okay, so give this. us give us a little rundown. Okay, so Steven Donzinger, he's an American attorney, um, and he's based out of New York, um, but he does a lot of work for like. Um, the environment. So it's a lot of environmental cases. Yeah. And so he took on a case in Ecuador against Chevron, which if you want to not ruin your life and your career, don't take on Chevron, but I think that you should. Um, but this really pissed me off. Takes on this case in Ecuador because if you don't know this, Chevron and all the big oil companies, they basically decimate these um, South American countries. Any, any country they go into, mm-hmm. they decimate it. I mean, they've they've wiped out five different, like I, I think tribes is the proper word, but five different indigenous peoples mm. gone, Jeez. destroyed their land, killed them off, cancer, whatever, all these things. So, so he's a modern day Columbus, or Chevron is a modern, modern day, day Columbus. Columbus. Yes, it. absolutely great uh, analogy. Yeah, perfect. Um, but so Don Zinger goes down there and he wins this case. It's the biggest settlement in history for something ecological it was something like 9.2 billion dollars mm-hmm. is what he won in this case so 
instead of just paying the money because what Chevron did was wrong, they go after Donzinger. When they originally start going after him after this case, um, they can't find anybody to prosecute it. All the federal prosecutors, they won't take the case. They say, no, you have nothing here. Um, you know, yada, yada, yada. Because they're claiming that he bullied all these judges into doing it. He, like, muddled with evidence. He ghost wrote uh, yeah, a study that exactly. supported his case. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, so they're making these claims. They can't get anybody to do it. So they have to f- hire a private prosecutor to work the case. So they hire a gentleman who has ties to Chevron. Big-time investor. Um, you know, he's basically been in parts of programs that are sponsored by Chevron. The judge that tries the case was the former leader of the Federalist Society, if you guys aren't familiar with the Federalist Society. Oh, we've talked about them. Yeah. Well, if you listen to us, you should be familiar with them. <laughs> but if not... <laughs> if you're just joining us today, welcome to the Mad Libs community. Yeah, yeah. An hour into this episode. So, yeah, the former judge... Um, was the former or the, or the judge was the former leader of the Federalist Society, which is sponsored by Chevron, brought to you by Chevron, basically, mm-hmm. um, and other multi-billion trillion dollar companies. It's uh, Judge Loretta Preska. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so PACs, they're basically, she- it's a Chevron-run court. Mm-hmm. And they're going after Donzinger for uh, contempt, basically. Um, he didn't want to share his laptop or hand over his laptop because he said it would go against his client attorney privilege, um, because it has sensitive information on it and he didn't want them going through it. Okay. So there was one other thing too, like withholding something or I, I don't know. Um, but so they put him under house arrest. He's been under house arrest for almost two years. I think it's like 700 days or something like that. He's going on. Yeah. Um, in a small, not small, because he's a lawyer. Yeah, he's he's got a beautiful apartment. He's got a beautiful apartment yeah. that he has spent every day for the last 700 days in. Yeah. It's more than that now, but he's been under house arrest. Not only that, but they are going after him for this contempt charge. The The highest, or the, big, the biggest sen- sentence you'll see for a contempt charge like this is like two months. Yeah. And they're trying to hit him with like six months in a federal prison. Yeah. He'd probably lose, I don't know if he'd lose his... Um, his bar accreditation or not, but the well, whole no, yeah, I think he's he's already like been disbarred, disbarred. Right? yeah, yeah. But like, and listen, like I said with the fruit of lace thing, and I'm not trying to rant too much, Brian. Here, I'll let you jump in no, here in no, a second. I enjoy it. Um, Usually, I'm the one ranting about corporations. Yeah, well, this is messed up. Like, here's like, first of all, like, this is stuff that you don't think about in your everyday life. You know what I mean? Unless you're a big, like, eco, and I say this in the most endearing of ways, but if you're like a big eco freak, yeah. you know what I mean? You're really yeah. into like saving the environment. Yeah. Um, like Pauly Shore. Pauly Shore? Not Pauly Shore. Pauly Shore is the one from Biodome, right? Yeah. Yeah. Love that movie so freaking much. <laughs> now you're thinking locally and we're thinking globally. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought I'd quote that in this show. No. Um, but yeah, they're just, you know, Chevron's obviously saying none of it's true. They're saying that he's a, a you know, a bad actor um, and so on and so forth. But like here you've got a guy that l- at least it seems as though he's fighting for the environment. He's fighting for these people in these, you know, countries that have indigenous people still as far as like, you know, people living off the grid. And 
they're just trying to make it seems as though Chevron is just trying to make an example saying, okay, don't come after us because look what we can do to you. And I just think it's so effed up. I agree. To be honest, I feel this way about many corporations. I feel. Yeah, I just have like a really bad distaste for oil companies, though. Yeah, because I mean, here's the thing: is I'm like, I literally saw that, and I almost texted you. I'm gonna go buy a freaking Tesla right now. <laughs> Forget the home buying experience. I'm gonna live out of my Tesla like a true millennial. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, I, I, you know, I still have some more researching to do on this. Yeah, but no, it and really so, does so do- feel like at first I was like, okay, I saw the ghostwriting. I'm like, okay, this. I also don't always trust lawyers there's why well, don't few in my, there's a few in my life who i've had very good experiences with mm-hmm. and then i have some friends that became lawyers including heidi who's a big supporter of the show yeah who i would trust with anything i trust yeah. her with this soon-to-be company that i just really really need to sit down and fill out the llc information for with that said you look at uh what was the uh the Stormy Daniels lawyer, Avenatti or whatever. Something like that, yeah. And and he took he took you know, Nike ended up, you know, suing him and then he's in trouble and like, you know, you look at Michael Cohen for Trump and, you know, Rudy Giuliani and all these, you know, high profile lawyers are getting into a lot of trouble nowadays. Right. So yeah. like I was a little hesitant, but the more I've done the more digging I've done, the more I actually really agree with you. And I, I was surprised how my initial hesitation was actually, you know, to side. Right, or, yeah. but, you know, I originally was like, oh, are we sure about this? Um, but I really well, do. And, and we're not. There's, you know, I mean, this is still well, an ongoing I know, thing, but like, but... I was like, oh, am I really going to side with a corporation? And the more digging I did, I was like, nope, nope. Still just a snowflake that I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And so like, and he's, and he's basically, he's going to have to take this to appeals. Um. Because I, I, as far as I know, I think he's actually been convicted. But yeah, he, he was found guilty of contempt. Yeah, just a couple of days ago. Yeah, it's really freaking crazy, man. And but, you got to feel for you got to feel for the guy too. I mean, the guy's been locked up in his own in his own apartment. Yeah, I mean, again, nice apartment, but like, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't feel bad about that. I feel bad about the dusting of his name. Yeah, and then how does this impact? That because Chevron basically hasn't ponied up any of the money. They haven't for any any of the nine point whatever billion. Not, yeah. So so with that in mind, you know how does this you know impact that ruling? You know, do they go back and and you know uh, rescind that ruling altogether? I don't know, but I, I think that's something that is for me the most troubling is because. Those people deserve to have their life rebuilt. And, you know, as, as, as I get older and I begin to appreciate life more and more because I realize it's it's the scarcest resource is, is our time here. I, I just, I don't know what it's all for when, yeah. when it comes to these corporations. And, and I, I this wasn't supposed to be the, the, the you know, motif here for the right. for the for the podcast of like corporation bad but there's this element in american culture and, and american economics and american society that you know capitalism and, and corporations are really really good but it all boils down to wall street you know what, what the movie where he says greed is good 
It's fucking not. It's really not. Greed doesn't ever get people where they really should be in life. It, it gets them to. It can get them very rich. It can make them rich, but you know that's not what brings happiness. Yeah, this is not exactly what I thought this episode would be like at all. No, and I'm happy about it. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's. I hope it's enlightening. Like, because I, I I love like I'm like as I as I said earlier, like I am like I I think capitalism is good in certain aspects. I know you would totally disagree. I, no, I, I I think every economic system, literally every economic system is good in its idealistic form. Right. Even communism. Communism right. is yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, communism would be perfect if, if it lived up to its ideal. Right. In communism, there's no need for government because everyone is just doing their job and helping the commune. It's, it's helping each other. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, socialism I think is probably the best route because it, it's, there's limitations, but however, we look at socialism and we, we all go, Oh, well, you know, Cuba, China, and you know, their communism and socialism. And we haven't seen it except in Europe. And then those are considered, you know, democracies with capitalism and socialist safety nets. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I do think that's the best route. Capitalism in its purest form where, you know, the invisible hand of capitalism will, you know, shape and unions will, you know, battle back. Right. Against yeah. Uh, you, you know, the, those that control the means of, of capitalism, you know, you, you have that balancing act, right? Yeah. But the problem is, is in, in America, capitalism is not reined in at all. Right. At all. Also an update on the Donzinger thing too. Um, legendary civil rights lawyers, Ron, Ron Kuby mm. and mm. Marty Garbus are actually trying to demand a, a retrial for for Donzinger. I right mean now. at the very least a fair trial. Like, yeah, that's that, what they're saying. That's, like, that's the argument. To, right. Like, right. Get an unbiased judge. Hey, and listen, if it goes to another trial and you've got a totally different judge who has no ties to Chevron, totally different prosecutor. Because like that and that was the biggest thing is like you had the federal and local prosecutors saying, no, we're not like you you have nothing here. Mm-hmm. Like, no, pay your money, peace out. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's, yeah. If, if if they if they flip it and everything's fair, okay, I'll read the facts. Right. I'll I'll um, what did I say? Eat my sock. I don't know. Eat crow. Eat my words. Eat your words. Yeah, I'll eat them. I, They'll probably be delicious. I don't know why you would eat your sock. I made a freaking kale, cilantro, jalapeno chimichurri today that I could put Tasted on my like words. A sock? No, no. Oh, I could put it on my words. It would taste delicious. Mm. Oh my gosh. So I think. I think it's really important to understand that not everything is supposed to be political. Um, there's a lot of interesting economical, uh, mm-hmm. you know, positions and news articles and news cycles that are equally important because those right. are impacting us as well. When we talk about, you know, whether it's moratoriums or, you know, litigations that are happening that, you know, protect, you know, workers' rights. Yeah, these are all massive things that impact people very similarly to what happens on the congressional floor. Right. So, um, hopefully, you know, we enlightened people a little bit, and I think I think you and I had a really good discussion that got sidetracked, but in a really good way. Right. Right. Did you want to jump into infrastructure? <sighs> no. <laughs> I, I mean, I do, I do, but like, we can do that on another podcast. All right. Gosh, 
because well, we're gonna a- we're gonna have to do another one like right after this because we still have more to go. So I think this is a good stopping point. Okay, I stopped. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, oh gosh guys well yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this one a little bit out there a little bit all over the place we have a whole lot of stuff to cover um so yeah it it sounds as though we will be uh recording a second do good be great love you (laughs) and i sneezed bless you (laughs) you stupid love you guys i can see you now where the party at we the ones that he's just letting through the back we the misfits how you gonna react we insomniacs we ain't get no sleep Break the rules, can't stay on beat. Making moves, running through the streets. A to Z, follow my lead. This ain't the status quo, this is rock and roll. This is skydive, yellow, now ride them This is bye bye, ta ta, audio. This is all or none, this is all I know. This that I don't know, we try and go. I don't even know, I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends try and hit the road, try and catch a wave.